Hi there, and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. So good to have you here. And uh, yeah, thanks to everybody uh, yesterday who helped with starting strong. That was that start, that was strong. And so all those who are helped and served, and also uh, all the worship team again. Appreciate you all so much. And leading us this morning, let's give these guys a big hand as well, everybody. Give them a big hand. Amen. So good. So let's just pray together, everybody, right now. Had a great first service. We saw about six or seven people respond to the Lord in the last service. I think it was about five men. That was awesome. And uh, so, yeah, so let's just believe that God's going to touch people in this service. But I really believe in God to speak to you from His Word and, uh, you know, and say something that's going to help you in your great calling, your great purpose, because you have a call from the Lord, you have a purpose from the Lord, your life is valuable. So I'm just going to pray that God's going to speak to us all today. But let's honor Him. Lord, we just give you all the praise. We give you all the honor, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for, Lord, who you are. And, Father, we just declare your your kingdom come, Father, to Western Australia, to Australia. We just pray, Father, let your kingdom come to this nation, Lord. Let Christians rise up in all areas, Father. We pray that Australia would serve you, Lord. Let there be Christian leaders in families, in government, Lord, in our schools, right across this land, Father. Lord, let your people rise in the day and the hour we're in. Father, and we just pray too, Lord, right now for what's happening with the Ukraine, God. Father, we just pray, Lord, for peace, Lord, on that border up there in Europe, Father. Lord, uh, we just pray, Father, right now, let your hand be on them. Father, I've been there so many times, and I know you love the Ukrainian people. We just pray, Father, for their protection, Lord, now their safety, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just pray, Lord, for everybody here, let there be peace in homes, let there be faith in homes, let there be provision, God, right now, those in need of provision, Father, provide for them. Thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So, Father, I just declare your provision, Lord. And, Father, let there be, oh, I pray too, great miracles this year. We're talking about miracle territory. It's the year of miracle territory. Father, let us experience it inwardly and outwardly. Father, so bless your people inwardly and externally, Father, with great miracle territory. We just pray it now. We declare it. And we just give you thanks and praise for all that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said together, amen. Can we give the Lord a great hand, everybody? Let's give the Lord a great hand. Amen. Why don't you elbow a couple of people not put nicely, and then you can grab your seats. So, so good. Yeah, so can I just encourage everybody, let's all be faith-filled in this season. Be faith-filled right now, and uh, I just posted something on my Facebook page if you want to have a look. Just somebody written an article of everything that they were really dooms- doomsday saying in the eastern states that has not come to pass. So there's been challenges, but it's not been anything like they've said. So it might be good for some of you who are getting concerned about this season we're in. Check it out. I thought it was, uh, you know, insightful and encouraging for all of us here in Perth. So I want to encourage you to be filled with faith because uh, God is with you. God is with me. God is with Global Heart Church. And uh, God is for us in Jesus' name. So just uh, just check that out. And that might just uh, also be an encouragement to you. Yesterday, starting strong was just a great, great day, and uh, boy, oh boy, had uh, Sue started off yesterday. Sue spoke into everybody who was there, very powerful, and then I had uh, two of my best friends, long-term best friends around the world, Ashley Evans, who 
oversees uh, Influencers Church in South Australia and is the pastor of that, and then also in Atlanta, Georgia now, where he's got numerous campuses, just setting up, buying an incredible new building. Steve Kelly's got Church of Thousands in Virginia Beach, great leaders who I've known for decades now, and both of them spoke, I just really believe it was really a, just a word into everybody yesterday on God's house, God's church, the kingdom, it's just so, so powerful. So you've got to be grateful when you build relationships, right? Build them with the right people and, uh, you know, the impact on each other, you lift each other up. And that's why who you walk with in the kingdom is so, so important. So that was really powerful. And uh, some of you weren't there, but we, we, I got to talk to Mark Brown with Pastor Spencer, lived that with Mark Brown, who uh, is our operations manager at uh, Tenacious House. And our reasonably new CEO, Mark Walker, spoke as well. And uh, we're very on the verge. For those who know how we started Tenacious House, which is our recovery center for men who are getting, really getting opportunity to go forward from addiction, life-controlling issues, and then Mark was speaking yesterday, and we're, we're on the verge with the government of really being able to step into some real miracle territory from what we started as a seed seven years ago. Uh, they're now seeing that what we're doing is very innovative, dealing with people who've got mental health issues and addiction issues. Most people don't do that. They do one or the other. And uh, so down the track, we are believing to start a women's recovery center and a teenager's recovery center down the track. So, and help all the families. And uh, right now we've got some, just really some good relationships. Mark's doing a great job in our connections with uh, Western Australia's mental health, who have got a lot of money to spend in the sector. And uh, we've got a lot of faith to receive it. And so really, which is, what is that? That's to help people. So uh, they want to help people. We certainly want to. And um, so we're seeing that happen. So that's awesome. Hey, so great things are happening in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So this year, everybody, uh, our theme is Miracle Territory. And we are in Miracle Territory. Right now, our churches, even despite the pandemic, what's happened, particularly in Germany and Melbourne, they've really had very big challenges, uh, both of our campuses there. But in the middle of it all, both of our campus leaders, couples, are filled with faith, you know, that uh, God's got it, and they, they are seeing miracles and believing for miracles. And then, you know, I'm still amazed, Justin, you know, while Justin, who is Sue and I, our compassion child, number one of Global Heart's 1,260 compassion children, who Sue and I sponsored as a six-year-old, Justin's been leading the charge at 27 years of age in Zambia with our church there, while Lisa and Liam have been here and then he's the one who I sent out to look for land and then he ended up doing the deal and buying our land at half the price of the value um, and uh, and then yeah just incredible and now Liam and Lisa have arrived in the last week into Zambia and then they were both just beaming if you saw that picture of them because they're like the land is absolutely in a brilliant position God always has the brilliant position for his house. And it's like, how has this happened? Well, it's happened because when you serve God, when you're in his will, he'll pay the bill. He'll pay the bill. And he backs up what he's asking us to do. So uh, I'm still very amazed at all that's going on. So they're just a couple of the big ones, but there's just different things happening all over the place. So everybody, if you've never experienced a miracle, may this be your year. May this be your year, in Jesus' name, to experience God's miracle power and work in your life. Um, Phil Larson's had some miracle power this week. 
Stephanie said yes. Can you guys stand up? Just stand up for a minute. Phil and Stephanie, who are great couple in our church, great faithful people, and actually great servants and builders of God's house. Did you guys get engaged on Valentine's Day? Phil, you're on it, bro. Phil asked Stephanie on Valentine's Day. I think he needs a clap for that one. There you go. <laughs> How nice. Big congratulations, you guys. We're really, really thrilled for you both. So that's just awesome. So one more clap for them. Awesome. Engaged on Valentine's Day. You'll be mighty together in Jesus' name. You know, I'm going to talk today about your miracle purpose because uh, we're in miracle territory as a church, but I really want to encourage you about your miracle purpose because this last week, I've been saved 41 years. I've been a pastor for about 34 years. Uh, I've worked at Hills Christian Life Center in the days when that was building into Hillsong many years ago. I was on staff there for years. Then I went to London for six years. Then we were in Kiev. I've been to Kiev where Russia's on the border of now 19 times. Saw the church there start with 15 Bible college students, became 30. And then the church, when the years that I was there, I don't know what's happening recently, but it grew to over 4,000 people in Kiev and, uh, and love the Ukrainian people. We do be praying for them at the moment. And, but as I've gone around the world, my best friend pastors, uh, who have been friends with 47 years now, Steve Kelly, 47 years, grew up with him as a kid. He pastors in Virginia and America. As I've gone around the world and been involved in different things, it's been interesting to see that wherever I go, I meet a lot of Christians who have no clue what they're doing. They have no clue what's going, what's happening, where am I going, what's it about. Um, and I, when I talk to them about being in God's will and doing God's purpose, most of their responses are, yeah, I'm praying about that. And when I am talking to them, I realize uh, many times that's people who are 50 and 60 saying that to me, and 40 and 30 and 20. But a lot of them are older and they're still praying about it. And I'm like, somewhere you've missed the point that God long ago was trying to get you moving and active in order that you might fulfill God's great plan for your life and your, His purpose. And, uh, you know, 1 John 5, 4, everybody says this, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So if you've been born of God, you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. You're overcoming the world. The things of the world begin to have no hold on you. They, they break off your life. doesn't mean you're not tempted. doesn't mean you don't have challenges. But you, you, know, you are overcoming because you've been born by God into His kingdom. And then the Bible says here that the victory has come through our faith. Everybody, faith. What is faith? It's hope and trust in God. Hope and trust in God. Lord, and that, that's a daily thing. If you're in a problem right now, that's sometimes that's an hourly thing. You don't know what to do and you're in a trial right now, a challenge right now, put your trust in God every hour. <laughs> every, sometimes every 10 minutes. Lord, I don't know what to do in the next half an hour. Well, every 10 minutes, Lord, I put my trust and hope in you again right now. And then ask the Lord, show me what to do in this moment. You know, faith overcomes. Reliance on God overcomes. Feelings don't overcome. Faith does. Reliance overcomes. You know, as a believer, let me encourage you again, have feelings. 
any of us who've come from broken homes and broken backgrounds and abuse, which is what I had in my childhood, when I got saved, I was pretty numb or dead to feelings. One of those, probably somewhere in the middle. And I want to encourage you, you need to learn to feel your feelings, even feel bad feelings. Feel the good ones, feel the bad ones. That is called coming alive. And uh, you're going to take a risk by living, deciding to live, and you have feelings that are good, you have feelings that are bad, and, uh, and feeling feelings is good. Now, here's what I don't do, is I don't let feelings lead me. Can I, don't let your feelings lead you. It's your decision every moment what feeling you give authority to. So if you're feeling like I feel fearful, I feel this, I feel that, then I do not give authority. I'll have a feeling come, I may feel the feeling for a moment, then I'm like, no, I'm not going to give you authority to control me or lead me right now. Lord, I give you that feeling. And then I speak to myself, uh-uh, we're doing this. <laughs> that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? A bit like I'm a dual personality or something. But anyway, but I'm actually, come on, speak to yourself. Successful people don't listen to themselves or their feelings. Successful people don't listen to themselves or their feelings. They speak to themselves. They speak to their feelings. Come on, put your faith in Christ. Put your faith in God. If you want to be successful, learn to speak to those feelings. You lead them under Jesus Christ. Don't let them dictate to you. So, you know, we overcome. You're called to overcome. And, uh, but I discover when I go around the world, right, the same people, they're lost, they're confused, they're not overcoming. I think being having, you know, being in Steve's church several times, being in America, America has so many challenges right now with young people and the church because parents there send their young people, it's just part of what they do in the culture, off to college in different parts of America. It's like giving your children to the enemy. Absolutely like giving your children to the enemy. You send them off to college, you've raised them in God's house, then they go to some college somewhere and there are people in that college waiting to turn them from the things of God, turn them away from Jesus and His Word. And, uh, and so, you know, Steve goes to Virginia and he's, we've got a big church and he said to his people, stop sending your kids out of our state. Believe God to send them to college here. And Steve said to me, I've got to believe that for Alyssa. His daughter Alyssa is in the top 1% of mathematics in the United States of America. And so she's, she is high level. I asked, yeah, anyway, so, so anyway, uh, I said to Steve, pray and believe for Alyssa. Alyssa, they prayed, they believed. She got a college course in Virginia that paid her accommodation, her food, her spending money. They paid her to go to the university. Then she got uh, money throughout the year to go to this for the future. She ended up like winning the lottery. But the, Steve and Sharon stopped and said, we're praying for you. We do not want you to go to somewhere where you lose God and His calling. Aren't they good parents? I'm going to stay friends with them. Good wisdom. Everybody, we need to think about that because you want to be a parent who doesn't down the track go, how do my kids end up in drugs? How do my daughter end up marrying this guy? How do my son end up there? How do they end up here? How do they end up there? Listen, parents have a huge influence on all of that under God. So we have to say, Lord, help me to be an intentional parent in Jesus' name. Actually, think about that. Jesus is an intentional father to you. Jesus intentionally came to your life and he has intentionally called you. He called the disciples. You're in the gospel. Jesus said, hey, come follow me. Matthew, come follow me, tax collector. You're as popular as pork chop at a Jewish wedding. Come and follow me. You come and follow me. Come and follow me. 
come and follow me. Guess what Jesus said to you? Come and follow me. Now, he didn't say, come and follow me, that you might sit down and just get to church from time to time. He said, come and follow me so that you would become a fisher of men and women, join with others in fishing, leading people to Christ, but walking into the purpose that God has for you. Let me say it. If you're taking notes, if you're not taking notes, get your phone out. Take a note. Jesus was intentional in his choosing of you. Everybody, Jesus was intentional in his choosing of you. And one more time, Jesus was intentional in his choosing of you. So I mean, the last service, I've been in our services once or twice, come up to me at the end of this service and said to me, I know what I've not been doing right. And I said, what's that? He said, I have not been accountable in the churches I've been in. Can I be accountable in this church? I said, wow, wisdom has, I've not seen such great wisdom in all of Joondalup. <laughs> oh, Israel, Israel, that's the scripture, Israel. <laughs> Suddenly, the clue has come. Five churches later, that I need to be intentional, intentional with my connection with, my, with the church. And can I be accountable? I said, well, if I keep seeing you in church, you can certainly do that. And then we will certainly be helping our accountability, accountability, will be help to help you get into your destiny in the house of God and out in the community. In the house of God and out in the community. So we need to ask God to, I just talked about being, you know, um, born of God. We need to ask God to teach us to know the difference between what is born of us and what is born of God. Ask God to teach you what is born of Him and what is born of you. Sometimes we're confused. The things that are born of God, God touches. God puts his hand on. God anoints. The things that are born of me usually are frustrating. I'm trying to make something happen, but God's not really in it. You know, that example talking about Justin, I'm still just right now, again, just shocked that we're finally at the final stage of the land ownership. And I'm thinking, this is a six-year-old child that Sue and I sponsored. But when he was 19, God said to me, God said, Go to Rwanda. How many people just go to Rwanda, right? <laughs> go to Rwanda, get Justin, bring him back to Australia and put him in a Bible school. And I told Sue, Lord, Sue's, I feel like the Lord wants me to go and get Justin and speak to his family who survived a genocide and say, can I bring him back to Rwanda to live with us? Sue was like, what? And she's like, huh? And I said, I'm serious. I really believe God's telling me that. She's like, what are you talking about? You're going to go to Rwanda and speak to his family who survived the genocide and say, can we bring your brother back to Australia to live with us and go to Bible college? I went, yes. Sue so was like, well, that was born of God. And when he came, ever since, that six-year-old boy who we met when he was 11, and then over the years met him as a child through Compassion Sponsorship, that was born of God. And now he's actually the one led our church in the pandemic and then bought the land for the church. So I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, what's born of me and what's born of you? Because what's born of me is ultimately going to be of no value. But what's born of God will be of eternal value. You don't want, want what's born of you and you'll come up with it in the last five minutes. You want, does that ultimately impact people for generations? And does that impact, hello, eternally? Let's everybody say, Lord, show me what's born of you. In Jesus' name. Can someone say amen to that? 
you know, what is born of us will be, have to be self-sustained, by the way. You've got to keep feeding it all the time. It's hard work. What's born of God will be sustained by God. Isn't that good? What's born of God will be sustained by God. So if you say, Lord, what have you, what's of you in my life? You're born me into your kingdom, but what's of you? When you do what he says, then God says, I'll sustain that. You know, you, you can never have real kingdom understanding, everybody, without humility. You can never have real kingdom understanding without humility. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking about yourself less. It's not putting yourself down, but it's thinking about yourself less. So that as you do and you say, Lord, help me to focus on you and do what you want me to do and to serve you now, Lord. God begins to speak to you and you begin to have understanding. It's amazing to me, I've been in church 41 years, to watch how you'll have a 70-year-old who goes to church every week sometimes, sometimes, and then you have a 17-year-old who's been a Christian for three years, and the 17-year-old will have more wisdom and insight than the 70-year-old. And they go to the same church. What? How does that work? It's the soil condition of the heart. It's the soil condition of the heart. In three years, the 17-year-olds softened their heart and is saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to, how do, what do I need to give to you? And suddenly there's wisdom and insight. And then the 70 year old who goes to church, their heart is tuned out. If you go out now around Western Australia, there's a lot of soil, if you went out, that is hard as a rock under the sun. And if, if it got hit by rain right now, the rain would just flood everywhere because it can't go in. Because the soil is not uh, soft. It can't take in the moisture. But the 17 year old, is soft-hearted. I saw that when I took Steve Kelly to church, for those who heard him yesterday, who, as I said, has been my friend 47 years, pastoring in Virginia, in America. And then I took Steve to church. I got saved before him. And then when they were looking for a new youth leader at the church, I've been a Christian for a couple of years. I'm thinking, obviously, it's gonna be me, right? And then Steve comes up to me one day after church and goes, Jared, I've got something that's so confidential. You can't tell anyone. I go, wow, what is it? He goes, it's really confidential. I go, yeah. He goes, they just offered me to be the youth leader. Can you believe it? And I'm silent and went to myself, no, I can't. I absolutely can't believe it. He gets me, you look a bit pale. I said, uh, you know, busy week. <laughs> Secretly, I was thinking to myself, I could choke you. I mean, I could bless you, bless you. I'm like, I'm thinking, if he becomes the youth leader, who's serving him? That would be me. <laughs> I ain't serving you. I took you to church. I didn't say that to him, but that's, I'm just acting out to you everything that I was thinking. And suddenly he's the youth leader. I'm on the youth team. That means I'm serving you and you're a year younger. Anyway. <laughs> Anybody relating? <laughs> and the Lord was letting me know the soul of your heart is not ready for that. You're a Western plain soil person at the moment. Break up your heart. Where Steve was ready and his heart was soft. And he had a great humility happening. And he became the youth leader and I got to serve him. It was something that looked like serving at that stage. Yeah, fake it till you make it, people. Anyway, <laughs> so I was trying, come on. You know, some of you ain't served in 40 years. Anyway, go on. So I was trying hard. Anyway, but 
I had to then say, Lord, help me to soften my heart over the years, you know, and realize this. By the way, everybody, suffering is a good thing. Some of the nicest people you meet are people who've suffered. Suffering is a good thing. Let me add on something to that. Suffering is a particularly good thing if you let it change you. I like people who've suffered if they haven't become a victim. I was a big victim. Hashtag victim no more. Done. But people who suffered, sometimes they get in touch with the more important things of life. But let suffering work for you. Let it change you. Let it give you empathy for other people's suffering. Let it work to give you understanding. Let me just encourage everybody with that. You know, I don't know what you're like, but I'm a person who watches people. Not at the shopping center like some kind of weird stalker. (laughs) In case you're worried. (laughs) No cameras, nothing, no phones. (laughs) But I just watch what people are doing. I watched it from the day I got saved. I watch Christians. I watch their lives. I watch their family. I watch my family. Everybody, you need to be a watcher of what's working in the kingdom and what's not. Watch what's working in the kingdom and what's not. You know, uh, my mom, who I love dearly, she got saved from a very broken life in her late 40s. And I love my mom, and she's such a character. But she was faith-filled, loved Jesus. She got born again. But when it came to counseling me in regards to doing life and ministry, I would not ask her anything about that. So I just want to say to everybody here, why do you keep deflecting to parents and grandparents when it didn't work for them? Why do you keep copying something that your parents and grandparents did that did not work for them? Stop doing it. Stop doing it. You need to go, that didn't work. You'd be kind, you'd be respectful, but you don't copy that and implement it. Because people did it doesn't mean that's what God is saying in his word for you to do. So there's a lot of people who I got saved with who, hey, good to see you, but I'm not taking counsel from you because you ain't got the fruit. There's nothing happening here. I wanna, I'd stare at families where their kids were ser- not just going to church, but their kids were serving God. I'd look at families and go, their kids aren't just sued, their kids aren't just going to church. Those kids are in their calling. That kid's a business guy. That kid's a scientist. That kid, and look, but they're Christians doing that. Look at that. They're in church, but they're loving God and their purpose. I'm like, I'm watching them. Everybody else caught up with other people. They're barbecuing with everybody. <laughs> Isn't everybody nice to have barbecue with people? Good. But I'm looking to barbecue with those who actually taken their kids to their God destiny. Invite me for a bratwurst. <laughs> Invite me over. Because I want to know, how did you do that? How did you serve God like that? How did you get out of your broken life? How are you doing that now? How did you get into your purpose? How did that happen? How is that happening? So I'll, I'll come for a snag, but over here, I'm coming here because I need to learn from there. Don't be copying people that didn't work for them because you're related. I'm related to Jesus. <laughs> I'm related to Jesus. And related to his house, you need to go, what's happening there? I also watch, listen to this, I watch Christians, and Sue and I did, we watch people who, their children love God and they love the house of God. 
Some of us have got friends, our friends, their kids don't love God or the house of God. I'm not going to model it there. I'm going to go, hang on a minute. I need to go around some parents whose kids love God and love people. See, when I brought the boys up knowing that, you know, we love them. They're part of our family. They had no grandparents around. Didn't have grandparents in Sydney around, really. Um, had my mum, but then we went to London. No grandparents in London. They had us, but here's what we taught them. You're their family. Our kids grow up ob- having a love for you, love for God's house, listen, and an obligation for God's house. That stood them in great stead to now Jordan be pastor overseeing three departments recently. Nathan's a businessman working in one of the top companies in the city, but is in our worship team and oversees our business ministry. Sean's being a missionary now, worship leader in Melbourne. They're in their destiny. It's not because we wished for it. It's because we watched. What worked? What didn't work? Who's got the breakthrough? You need to watch a bit more and go a bit slower. And others, go a bit quicker. Because time's going past. I'm praying for all the parents that you will fall more in love with your children walking in God's purpose than you're in love with them loving you. I'm praying for your insecurity, mum and dad, that you're going to hold all your children like that because you think that's how it's going to be. And in fact, you're keeping them from God's destiny. Sue and I had to position them in the house, but then let them go. And now, guess what happened from that? I'm going to Jordan's for lunch straight after this service. I will be in the pool with Marker by one. (laughs) We didn't lose our children. We gained them. All the parents are like, got it like this with your kids. You'll lose them. Some worldly chick or guy walks in. You want to go, no, 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 no. This is what we're doing. Release them to the house of God. Get them serving in kids. Get them serving in the craze. Get them serving in youth. Parents, give your insecurity over your children to God. Those children actually are not yours. The Bible says they're a gift from the Lord. The gift came from the Lord. And if you look at Hannah, she said, Lord, you gave him. Here's Samuel back. God said, thanks, I'll take him and use him. He'll be one of the greatest prophets that there is in the scripture. So just remember this with the church. We're in miracle territory, but you have a miracle purpose. Ephesians 4 says, these are the gifts Christ gave the church. Here's the gifts in Ephesians 4. The gifts are the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. And look at their responsibility. Our responsibility on a ministry team is to equip God's people, look at this, to do His work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Our responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. You know, I see pastors around the world, love them all, I've got lots of friends all over the place, but I'll see pastors at different times, and listen, some of the pastors of churches, get behind the scenes, that's what you get at Global Heart Church, they're very interested in being loved by the congregation. They want the congregation to love them, so they're saying things all the time that win people to come to church uh, and to tithe and sit there while they go to the promised land, and the people go, that's awesome. Listen, I hope you like me, but if you don't, I'm fine. 
I gave up my codependency a long time ago. Because my role is not to have you come to church and go, oh, I love you and all the pastoral team, and isn't that amazing? And, you know, yes, it was amazing. That's not it. That is not the role of ministry people. If you've gone to that church, sorry. Because the church you're meant to go to is where the ministry team is equipping you. But I will say this, the Bible says I'm a gift. the Bible says. <laughs> I'm just acknowledging the Word of God. <laughs> so the Bible says we're a gift, listen, to equip you, God's people, listen, to do His work. What is that? His work in the community as a scientist, as a lawyer, as a doctor, as a teacher, as an IT person, as a professional, as a builder, as a painter, as a cook, as a cleaner. We're here to equip you. And to build up the church, the body of Christ here. To build up the church, the body of Christ. Everybody, every Christian is meant to be building up the church. Are you building up the church? Because you're going to stand before the Lord. And God's gonna say, hey, I sent these guys to equip you. Here's what I discovered. A lot of Christians spend a lot of time trying to escape the gifts. A lot of Christians are like, there's Pastor Spencer. <laughs> oh no, Pastor Mari. No, you wouldn't do that with Murray. You'd run straight to Murray. <laughs> but they're bypassing pastors and leaders who are the very people God put there to equip you and help you into your destiny in case they ask you to do something. Let me go around. There's Pastor Jared. I'm on the run now. <laughs> but we're actually here to help your grandchildren get to their destiny. Will I say what I said in the last service, or is it too edgy? Huh? What's the vote? All right. Who thinks I should be edgy? Let me see your hands. Not a lot. There's a lot of scared people here. <laughs> All right. There was enough hands to say it. See, there's a lot of pastors trying to make you happy. I'm trying to get you to destiny. In the last service, I said this. I'm going to say it. Cindy's really... Why be a half-hearted Christian? I think some people might as well just go back to the world and the club and return when you're done. Just go to the club. Go to the world. Just return when you're done. Get out there, be burnt, be hurt, be wounded, be exhausted, do it all, and then come back and go, I'm ready to go. Wouldn't that be better? Because Revelation says, Jesus said, I'd rather you are hot or cold than lukewarm. Jesus says, if you're lukewarm, and actually, this is Jesus. He says, I'm going to spew out of my mouth, vomit you up. He's like, be hot or be cold. I think some Christians need to just go back to the world. Go and get burnt. Go and get it out of your system. Get your life right with God, and then be 100%. Here I am, ready to go. Why muck about? Why waste your time? Hang on. Why waste God's time? 
why waste God's time? Let your kids see, my mum's on fire. My dad's on fire. My brother's on fire. We need some on-fire people who just made decision, I'm done with the world. People, I was done at 18. Some of you are still half there now. You need to go, I'm out of here. <laughs> Tell the devil, I'm under new management and it's not you. I'm under new management. His name is Jesus. And then you will have miracle territory and miracle purpose. Why be a Christian who watches everybody else get miracles and things and you're always like, oh, wow. You know why that didn't happen to us, Cyril? I got no idea. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> like, I can tell you what happened. Come out of the world. Come out of your worldly thinking. Say, Lord, here I am. Last couple of thoughts. Start imperfect. God uses imperfect people. There's no perfect person. We're not perfect. We just started imperfect and have hung around. Position your heart daily. Every day I say, Lord, help me to surrender my heart to you. Do my morning walk, morning prayer. Lord, help me today. Position my heart under you, surrender to you. Next one. Here's a big one. Give God your diary. Give God your diary. Young people, get a diary. <laughs> get one. Your life is valuable. Give God your diary. You're going you're gonna to stand for the Lord. He's going to go, hey, I gave you all the gifts and talents, all this. What did you do with that? Mm. Give God your diary. Give God your diary. Give God your diary. Give God your diary. Here it is. Give God your diary. So when you open it, you're like, Lord, what am I doing today? What am I doing this month? What am I doing that? Do you remember the story of Elijah? Elijah was on the run um, from Jezebel. <laughs> and, uh, and then the Lord comes, why are you here? What, what are you doing here? Why are you here? He's on the run from Jezebel. The Lord's going to come to us, a lot of us, and go, why are you here? Why are you there? What are you doing here? Why do you live here? Why did you move here? Here's what a whole lot of people in Miracle Terry, I moved there, Lord, because of your direction. I have never taken a job because they wanted to give me 50 grand more. I don't care about that. I take a job, <laughs> it's not a job, I take God's calling where he wants Sue and I and the boys to be. That's what we do. Put it in the diary. I don't care about some job, some house that's gonna all burn, who cares? Not in a, I don't mean in a fire, I mean in day, all gonna be gone, who cares? God's gonna say, what are you living there for? What are you living there for? What's that got to do with me? Oh, nothing, Lord, I just saw it was nice, good view. Cheaper. God's got, I'm the God who owns a thousand, cattle on a thousand hills. I can pay your bill. Why are you there? Why are you there? Why are you there? Give God your diary. Here, Lord. You give God your diary, God will fill it with God things. God will fill, what did God fill mine and Sue's diary with and we gave it to him? Godly, beautiful daughter-in-laws who love Jesus, who bring Jesus to our boys and to our home. 
I'm like, said to Sue, where did Bianca and Kerry come from to this Yobbo family? <laughs> These princesses from the kingdom. They came because we said, here's our diary, Lord, fill it. Here's our diary, Lord, fill it. If you stop hiding, your sons and daughters won't marry guys and girls who are hiding out on God either. If you stop hiding. Otherwise, parents, don't be surprised when your children are hooking up with somebody who else is hiding. Half in the kingdom, half in the world. Half in the kingdom, half in the world. Give God your diary. I'm saving you a lot of money here, people. A lot of money. Last thought. Oh, I didn't say this in the last service. Don't barbecue your children out of their destiny. Don't barbecue your children out of their destiny. Oh, the barbecue's on. The hike's on. All doing stuff that ultimately is not helping them with the destiny. I'm not against the barbecue. I'm a big barbecue. I got my new Weber, baby Weber yesterday, a week ago. Woo. I like a hike, but that's not destiny. That's a hike and a barbecue. That fits in. But some people, you as a Christian who are in God's house, you've made that destiny. Don't barbecue your children out of destiny. On judgment day, hey, what happened to the kids I gave you? Oh, we were barbecuing a lot. God's like, huh? I gave you gifts, gave them gifts and talents. They were meant to be incredible leaders, touching the world. Yeah, we were down at uh, Eluka Park a lot. <laughs> Couldn't do the services, you know, like that freezer is full of bratwurst. We had to use it up. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of people's story when on we come and stand before the Lord. I'm like, heck no, I'll get to the barbecue and we get to the barbecue. Mine and Sue would sit, we would sit and go, how are we getting our boys into destiny? Parents, join me in getting your kids to destiny because that's when you will sit back and lay at a time in life and go, hey, this is a happy place because we know we did what God asked us to do. You're in miracle territory. Now get into miracle purpose and then get your children into theirs. Come on, can somebody say amen to that? <laughs> Stand up, I'm just gonna pray for you. Amber, come up because you're gonna come and finish up and lead several people to the Lord as well, in Jesus' name. Let me just pray for everybody. Just slip your hands up to the Lord. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And Father, I just pray for everybody here. Lord, let mediocrity not be their portion. Let fear not be their portion. And Father, I pray, let people have new faith, Lord, to give you their diary, their plans, their desires, where they live, what they do, their kids, their grandkids. Lord, as they give it to you, Father, you don't rip us off. You bless us. You send the right relationships. Thank you for the daughter-in-laws, Lord. How blessed are we? Father, thank you that you honor us when we honor you. Help people now, Father, today to honor you, Lord. And Father, as they make that decision to push into you, let them be graced, not just for miracle territory, but Lord, I pray for your miracle purpose in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. 
and let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.